Final round, bitches. Um, our last two movies have been a bit of a hit, hit and a miss in that order. Uh, figure it out for yourself. Um, this week, I can't tell you how I feel about this movie because that would be spoiling. Um, you can watch EZA on Peacock, Vudu, Amazon Prime, YouTube, Google Play, Redbox. The scores as they stand now in our final round uh, is My Ma has 127 points. Uh, in second is Alan with 104 points. And just behind is Tracy with 100 points. This is Tracy's movie. She's going last, but she should theoretically do the best. We'll see how true that is. Uh, real quick, Easy A has so many people starring in it, and they could have like they could have just like not put all these people on Wikipedia, which is what I use. Um, Easy A directed by Will Gluck, written by Bert V. Royal. I really wanted to talk about him because he uh, he wrote this play that I'm interested in. Uh, this movie stars. Emma Stone, Penn Badgley, Amanda Bynes, Thomas Hayden Church, Patricia Gigandant, Gigandant? I'm very sorry, Lisa Kudrow, Malga McDowell, Ali McChalka, and Stanley Tucci. Wait, do you mean Patricia Clarkson? I have Patricia Gigandant. No, which would be very weird. It's Patricia Clarkson, a hundred. Which would be very weird if I wrote that down wrong. You did because she plays Rosemary Pendergast. If you want to play along at home, uh, (laughs) you need to tell me who was miscast, who was my favorite adult character, and order these five characters in uh, from least guilty to most guilty, and who is to blame for the plot of this movie. Uh, the characters are, of course, the student body, Brandon, Olive, Rhiannon, and Marianne. Uh, technically, the student body isn't just a full character, but uh, for the prop, I think in this movie they count as a full character. Um, so let's start off. Ma, your first point, if you would. Okay, so the thing that I think you liked the most, or not the very most, but that you enjoyed were her parents and the way that they were. In particular, I think one of your favorite lines would have been when dad says to the, like, um, well, first of all, when they reveal... He goes, I'm adopted, so it doesn't matter. He's of color. And his dad goes, "Um, wait, who told him he was adopted? I thought we were going to do this as a family. And I just, I think you would have absolutely loved. What? Who told you? Oh, my God. Who told you? I thought we were going to do this I have to jump in here because your mother just stole my my first point. Uh, So I have to uh, elaborate. And I'm going to say, not only do I think you enjoyed uh, Olive's relationship um, with her parents, I think you enjoyed it specifically because her dad in particular reminds you of your mother. What? Who told you that? Wait, I thought we were going to do this together as a family. <laughs> All right, hold on. This is devolving into chaos. Uh, Ma, you did get one of my favorite lines in the movie, uh, which is what? Oh, my God, who told you? Because <laughs> at first I was like, is he serious? And then I'm like, oh, my God, this is who he is as a person. And I love him. 
Um, but yeah, for that outstanding, just, I don't know if it's necessarily a roast on my mom's part, uh, but I will also give five, five points to Tracy for <laughs> calling her like Stanley Tushy. Um, excuse me, she jumped into the middle of my line, breaking the rules, and I think I should get five points for roasting her for roasting me. Come on. <laughs> and I directly quoted the movie. So meta. <laughs> I will not give you five points, but... What? <laughs> I'll give you three points. Unless you. I'll give you three points. She's shaking her head at me. That means she doesn't want them. Cool. Oh, I uh, want those points all right. And I'm going to get them. <laughs> earn them. Alan, it's you. You haven't talked. Let's yeah, talk about this movie. I've been staying out of this situation. Um, I'm going to talk about a thing that I really hated, uh, which was the product placement. The just right in your face every five seconds. She... First, the most annoying one was the Quiznos, in which there's just that Quiznos guy. Quiznos guy. (laughs) And it's like, what? Okay. And then what's also annoying is that she does not take the the amount of product placement when she takes money. She doesn't take money. She takes Target gift cards, Kohl's, whatever the hell is someone just has. And it's like, who, why I, I think you that's do that? much more interesting that she takes gift cards rather than just money. I think it's hilarious, honestly. It's, and it also devolves into her just getting coupons. It's like, it's like what you're upset that you get coupons. Why? Just of course you are. Just ask for money. It's a simple um, little thing. Was there not a a big dildo in the first box wrapped in? Uh-huh. It was a vibrator. Yes. That's what I thought. Okay, just saying. That's more than just a gift card. <laughs> you can well, use that multiple times, and it just keeps giving. It's a, it's a Brandon knows how to party. Um, yeah, no. I mean, until you said the obvious product placement, I was just watching this movie like, hmm, there's a lot of interesting things going on. I'm like, why the fuck is there so much product <laughs> placement in this movie? Why is there... I think the random Quiznos guys is funny. But also, yeah, it's entirely blatant product placement. And I enjoy that they do allow the Quiznos guys to call her a slut, I think. I'm like, I think most... Would you stop messing with your mic? Sorry. My neck it is picking up on the mic. Sorry, I'm everyone. I'm saying this for our viewers. Um, I think most corporations, they would be like, no, we want our mascot to be positive. I enjoy that Quiznos allowed them allowed their spokesperson to call her a slut in the movie. Um, if they allowed that, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, no, as you pointed out, there's so much. I'm surprised that the Lobster Shack place at the end just isn't a red lobster. Yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, with know, like everything they, else. There might have been, and then, like, it fell through. The deal fell through. (laughs) So I'll give you five points, because it is egregious now that I look at it. Um, Tracy, we come back to you. Okay. Uh, So I'm going to have to pivot, because, as I said, your mother stole my first point. Pivot. Uh, So I am going to say that you enjoyed uh, the principal, the Malcolm McDowell character. Uh, Why is he here? And I'm going to say specifically the line that you enjoyed from him is, if I can keep the girls off the pole and the boys off the bowl, then I've done my job. 
And I get a bonus. Um, yeah, that wasn't one of my favorite lines that he says, but I just love the randomness of Malcolm McDowell being in this yeah. movie because it makes no sense. Why is their teacher an English dude? He's a principal. Sorry, yes. Why is their teacher... Fuck, I said it again. Why is their principal just an Englishman? Like, it comes out of nowhere. There's no explanation. He's like, this is public school. (laughs) It's just so weirded out of nowhere. And I would have loved... It would have been hilarious. Because he shows up at the beginning of the movie just as, like, introducing their new mascot or... The first mascot, the original mascot, the Blue Devil, and then their new mascot, the Woodchuck, uh, which is a beaver. Um, and I would have just loved if that was the only appearance of him in the movie. Yeah. I mean, he does like that scene where he comes in is like the only other bit that he does other than at the end. But it would have been hilarious if he just shows up for two scenes and then never again. I feel kind of bad for him about, you know, Michael McDowell's career. <laughs> it's really <laughs> nosedived. Well, I mean, he started off with what? Clockwork Orange? Yeah. I think this is much better than Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I, I think I think that's why they chose him, because it's ironic. And, mm-hmm. like, his whole point about, like, he's like, like, I can't believe that you would say such agrarious uh, words. I'm like, have you seen you in Clockwork Orange, Malcolm? <laughs> you sing a song in Rape a Woman, man. Right, for sure. Uh, so I'll give you six points there, Tracy. Uh, we move into round two. Uh, Ma, what's your second point? Okay. Um, all right. So I think you would have loved the whole, well, first of all, the relationship between her and Brandon's the the gay kid, right? Yeah. Correct. Okay. Well, first of all, um, okay, he rides up on a Vespa. Right. Um, And then this whole back and forth, which I'm just I'm going to keep harping on the fact that Kaysan loved her parents. Right. So uh, Brandon goes, I'm asking for olive. And her mom goes, well, there's a whole jar of them in the refrigerator. He says, is there an olive here? And she says, I have a whole jar jar of them in their fridge. Um, Any friend of olives is a friend of our daughter's. There's a young man here to see you. He said something about asking for your hand in marriage. Oh, happy day, Mama. Oh, I thought I was going to have to spend my dowry on booze and pills to numb the lo- loneliness. The gentleman caller, hooray! And then the the parents going, a boy, a boy, a boy. But I think that the relationship set up in the bathroom scene where they're discussing it is a little more important, but I wanted to mention that in case Tracy tried to seal it. Um, is the fact that, um, what, like when she calls him a Brando as a play on Brandon, like the writing in this movie is so damn clever and it's so layered, but that was totally intentional. They named him Brandon. It had to be. And also big shocker. He's the father or the preacher in young Sheldon. And I was like, wait, what? 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 That was very exciting for me. You wouldn't give a shit, Casey, about that portion. All right. Um, yeah, so you got two lines I really enjoyed. Is there an olive here? There's a whole jar of them in the fridge. 
Uh, if you guys didn't notice, the whole family, the whole Pendergast family are named after uh, food. Olive, dill, rosemary. I did not hear what the son's name was. But I can only assume it is a food pun. Um, so there was five points for that. And then when Stanley Tushy uh, and Rosemary are going, a boy, a boy, a boy, uh, for like a solid minute almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Really enjoyable. Uh, also five points. So that's that's a full ten points for that round for you. Um, Alan, we come back to you. Uh, something I think is really weird that they do is like when they make try to make Emma Stone slutty is like how they do it is is all, it can be really silly at times. Um, like I remember one thing is just. They just put a lot of chains on her. Like, that's, like, the big thing that they do a lot. It's like, here's a gold chain. Oh. <laughs> and uh, my, I, 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 I've, my, my mom watched this film with me, so we have some, um, <laughs> some mom quotes. That's cheating. Yes, that is cheating. You no, should, it isn't. Your mom should be a guest on the show, like his is. <laughs> and his name was Chip, by the way. I looked it up. It was Chip. 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 So Olive, Dill, Rosemary, and Chip, which is ironic because I think I was going to say Rosemary and Dill are both pickle. Uh, I was going to say seasonings, aren't oh. they? Yeah, they are. And she, she's an olive, and he. Okay. Well, technically, he is. Yeah, go ahead. It's <laughs> okay, my you're point. Bringing, you're my. bringing your mom into this. No, like it's you mine. just gotta wait. You should have been ready, Alan. That's <laughs> all we're saying. <laughs> Uh, so, um, yeah, this is a good quote from my mother. Uh, the her- her- Herculean effort it must have taken to give Emma Stone cleavage. <laughs> that was worth the read, Alan. Yeah. Uh, she's not. Yeah, it's, 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 it's I, try, I just find it funny how, you know, not the, the, how they make her into a slut is very silly at times. Uh, I just, I'm gonna... I, I, can I say something to you directly, Alan? Okay. I think the only reason why you don't consider her clothes slutty is because you grew up in a time in which everybody is slutty and dresses like a complete and utter whore. Okay, well, Otherwise, I... you would be shocked by the way she dressed at school. Just saying. I got kicked out for having a hole in my jeans with lace one time. True story. Okay, sorry. Cool. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give you three points because the chain comment makes me go, that's funny. She's like more RP, like JRPG protagonist than a slut. Um, but the Herculean effort comment gives you 10 points <laughs> just for sharing that. Um, cause that is hilarious. Who, who does your mom's material? Give me their number. <laughs> um, yeah. So 13 points for you overall right there. Uh, Tracy, we come back to you. Uh, so I'm going to follow up uh, on the that point that Robin made about the uh, excellent writing uh, throughout this movie. Um, I think you particularly enjoyed uh, how good this movie is at foreshadowing, setups, payoffs, and callbacks. Um, so to take a very uh, concrete uh, example is... Uh, Olive gets the card from her grandmother and she opens it up and it plays pocket full of sunshine. And she's like, Oh, worst song ever. And then throughout the rest of the movie, it's the ringtone on her phone. And I think that made you laugh. 
Yeah, I'm going to be honest. When she said uh, worst song ever, I took away points from this movie because I was like, I love that song. Fuck you. <laughs> and then I, I also hope took you gave points. them back. And then I took points away because she then listened to it for the rest of the weekend. Cause, uh, so not only does she hate the song, she's also a hypocrite. Um, <laughs> but then it does become the runner where it is her ringtone for the rest of the movie, which I just love. I, so, I think you said something prescient there, Casey-Ann, about Olive being a hypocrite. Uh, and, and we can get into that later. Uh, but sure. but I would like to say that, you know, certain songs are earworms. You know, you think you don't like them and they get into your head and they're just there and you come to appreciate them. Especially when you set them as your ringtone. <laughs> yeah, no, my uh, one of my favorite games, uh, Monster Prom sequel, Monster Road Trip. They just put like a 10 hour version of the song, which is just the word pancake, 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 no, no, pancake, no, no, no. pancake, pancake, pancake song. Even if you don't like pancakes, you will have to sing along. It's just that for 10 hours. There's no other lyrics. And I keep singing it to myself. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give you I'm gonna give you seven points for pointing out that so much of the script is such a solid and tight script with the references, callbacks, foreshadowing. It's, it's very enjoyable. Um, and then... I gave you another three points, but now I've forgotten why I gave you the three points. Just for being clever. Or no, pretty. That's not it. Don't forget pretty. Don't hmm. hit on her. She's your stepmother. Well, that's a can of worms you've opened. Ooh. All right. Uh round three, Ma. Uh back to you. Um <clears throat> Like I, 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 I feel like I could have recorded the whole. Oh, it was the pocket full of sunshine being her ringtone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I feel like um, any phrase that anybody said, you would have liked. So I think it's really easy to. Um, if I had recorded the whole script, I would have one billion points. When I when I walked by you, you pretty much were. I, I I know I was because I knew you would enjoy those, but that doesn't mean I'm going to read them all out loud unless you would like me to start now because I can. We'll just do it after like we did last week. I followed him around for an hour and a half. An hour? Saying the rest like of my hour. notes, Alan. Um, okay. So, um, okay. I... <sighs> so, let's talk about... Lisa Kudrow here because you said yeah. pivot to Tracy just a little bit ago. Pivot, pivot, right? Which, um, so Lisa Kudrow as a counselor, I absolutely hated, and I think you would have too. Um, because first of all, like I, I, and I, I like her as a, a person, Lisa Kudrow, but I think most of her characters are always the same, and I think. She's a terrible guidance counselor. And this is something I know you heard me say when you walked by because I was dictating my notes, which is she had to hold up her plaque to be like, look, I'm a guidance counselor. And this is before the big reveal of it's cool to fuck students, even if they are over the correct age. Right. I mean, just uh, 
that, I, I think that would have bothered you. I think it would have pissed you off. And, but at the same time, um, I think like her husband trying to mack on her in the classroom and then them shouting meat and balls back and forth, I think would have made you super like, like you guys not cool. Like there are kids listening. Are you for real? It's bad enough. Like they don't need to think adults are super horny all the time and can't stop. It's not an orgy all the time everywhere. Unless you're now, here. I will say I had a different line uh, that was um, Lisa Kudrow referring to uh, Marianne Amanda Bynes, which was, oh, that snotty Jesus freak? Yeah. And yes. I just have, wow, Lisa Kudrow should not be a guidance counselor. Um, but um, she also called what's-her-name uh, a prostitute. She referred, She goes, oh, is that the person they're all talking about? Uh, the, you know, and then she referred to her as a prostitute, like the way she dressed. Well, if she didn't yeah. dress like a prostitute. Let me see where it is. Oh, here we go. Um, I've never seen that girl before. Um <laughs> But I'm the guidance counselor. I should know all of my students, especially the ones who dress like prostitutes. Um, hold on. And that's I, before she even realizes that, that it's her. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, and then I have that thing about the Jesus uh, freak office aid. Um, uh, there I've is been, a, go on. There is a definite thing in here, which I kind of, I guess I'll talk about it later if it comes up. Um, but there's another point that uh, when when Olive is sent to Lisa Kudrow's office, or I guess Miss Miss Griffith Mrs. Griffith's office, um, that like Olive tries to explain it to her, and then Lisa Kudrow's like, no, no, I understand already. Yeah. Uh, where she's just jumping in and just assuming that she knows the story and just refusing to hear Olive's side further. Mm. which presumably she she's like well i don't want to hear about her sleeping with a bunch of people when in actuality it's i've been pretending to sleep with a bunch of people well i i think first of all part of me believes she was jealous that olive was getting all the action and not her because she was a, a clear uh nymphomaniac who um you know i mean i don't think so i i don't because her husband is coming on to her pretty hard Casey, and she, she says has chlamydia and hasn't had sex with her husband in six months and i'm quoting her you don't get chlamydia not being a whore and she gave it to the 22 year old which means she's fucking multiple people and then she later quotes and where she says listen a whore is a whore so you're going to take this punishment and i know what a whore is like wink and she admits it sorry because she really bugged me. All right, we're going to move on to Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Can't, can't argue, okay? Can be combative. Ah, uh, I guess. My bad. Uh, I feel like I should say that uh, uh, more on just, like, we talk about the counselor. This school in general sucks. Um, like, people are allowed to accost other people and say you, like, call people tramps and, and, and you're a... Uh, and uh, 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 you're a Jezebel, things like that, and be so rude to people, and then you say, bitch, to another student, you get, it's like, oh, that's, you're, you're, um, you're breaking the last straw, missy. <laughs> it's, it's, 
it's just so stupid that like this double standards in this school and like the principal is is ugh. people are so annoying in this film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the Christians in the school are just allowed to slut shame Olive for the whole movie, and at one point they make signs, <laughs> all condemning her with like. I'm pretty sure they have the word slut, if not whore, on them. So, like, how can they get away with it? And I think the one one chick in English class calls her a tramp to her face, which causes her to call her a bitch. And then no, that girl she doesn't, doesn't call get... her a bitch. It's, it's twat. twat. Yeah, twat, yeah. There's oh, a sorry, big yes, difference twat. between a bitch and a twat. Yeah, I'm sorry. So the one, the one who calls the one a twat... Which I don't view as an insult, because um, I don't really. I mean, I think I know what it means, well, but at of, the same time, okay. of course, the British guy would be a mad at it's, it. It's a it's a vagina. They don't use the word twat over there. Which, by the way, she called her an abominable skank, and then she goes, "Well, you need a better wardrobe, you abominable twat." Yeah. So I don't understand how she just doesn't get sent to the principal's office too and it's just olive for no reason especially in it's her favorite teacher and it's clear that she's his his favorite student too Mm -hmm. um so i don't know and later on he does say the line uh i had it down yeah he's Um, like i I don't know about (laughs) it was hold on I wrote it down, too. Well, that's nice. Well, I read it. I don't know what it is about Nina. I hate her. Like, you can't be saying that about students, man. Especially to another student. Like, at school, you're just going to say, I hate this one student. (laughs) And then he also doesn't send her to detention for calling... Her, the tramp, the uh, whatever. Um, so yeah, I'll give you, I'll give you six points because this school sucks. Um, Tracy, we come back to you. Uh, okay. Um, I think you shared the what the fuck moment uh, that I had uh, when we find out that Brandon has run away with quote a big black Why? guy. Okay, like that is this movie falling down. And I don't know what made them think that that was okay. Uh, I think the implication is that that his lover is over 18, uh, which means that was also something. Yeah, it's it's statutory rape, most likely. Um, So I, I just think there's a huge plot hole. Obviously, they have to get Brandon out of town so that he can't, you know, jump in and, and fix the problem. But I, I think they could have uh, done it better than, you know, sending him away with a big black guy just to make that Mark Twain joke. Well, I was going to say it did it did seem like it was a Mark Twain callback because apparently there's there's like a theory about the Mark Twain um Huckleberry Finn being like a gay book where it's him and a big black guy running off together. Um, But yeah, like even I would say 
it's at least better when we see them in the hotel together or the motel wherever they are watching her live stream and he's not like clearly obviously older like um but at the but same he has time to be older if he's able to pay for a motel room probably 18 you can pay um, for a hotel room at 18. Well, still, 18, he's over the age of majority. He's sleeping know, but, with a minor. But if he's 17 and he's 18, there are rules around that. There yeah, really but they'd are. have to be dating before he turned 18. That's the Romeo and Juliet laws. Mm. Uh, it's frightening that um, you know that, K-San. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of want to take points away from that comment but um you know i w- i was more concerned about the random girl who runs into olive and tells her that because like she leaves the coffee shop she's like i'm gonna go talk to brandon and this random girl runs into her and goes hey oh my god did you hear that brandon uh ran off with a big black man like he told his parents he was gay and ran off with a big black man uh which i think Actually, now that I think about it, a lot of this movie, the rumors in the school get blown out of proportion because, like, Olive, like, says that she slept with a guy named George. And then I think Brandon hears that it was a bunch of old guys in a gangbang. So it could just be, like, a follow-up to that but not fully explained. Like, if it was, like, three or four, like, oh, Brandon ran off with this guy from another school, then... Uh, Brandon ran off with like a was a college graduate, and then it becomes big black man. Like maybe it would be more obvious. I think it might be a callback to that. Um, so I will give you. I think I gave you points already. I don't remember if it was four or five. Um, but yeah, I think five. Um, so we move into round four. Uh, come back to my ma. Oh, okay. Um, ah, uh, like there's, there's, there's so many things. Um, that uh, okay. So I think this, this would have, this would have bugged you. So, um, the boy Evan. So he's the first boy to approach her to the big fat basically guy. do fake prostitution, right? Um, and so this is what I wrote down. Um, uh, Brandon told me what you did for him. No, he told me the truth. I was hoping you could do the same thing for me. Um, and then she's like, goodbye, Evan. I'm about two seconds away from slapping you so hard your teeth will bleed. Um, and then he basically blackmails her. And then, and she still tells him now, and then he sits down and he starts to talk to himself so that she'll obviously give into it. But this is the moment I think would have, he pulls a candy bar out of his pocket when he is soaking wet. So it's implying that he went swimming with that candy bar in his pocket because they need to illustrate the fact that he's fat. So it's it's almost like they can't just say the words and let the audience make the decisions for themselves. They're like, no, no, you, you know, we've got to show them a picture as well as saying like, it's not enough. He's sitting there berating himself, but he's like, oh, candy bar wet. I'm a big fat boy. I, and I was like, geez, I did not catch him pulling the candy bar out of his pocket. 
and his hair was wet and he was in swim trunks and they were at a yeah. swim pool. Right. Um, yeah, no, um, <laughs> I think that's pretty funny though. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's a weird choice. Still kind of funny now that you've pointed it out to me. Hmm. Hmm. Actually, I think I would have found that choice very funny. Um, which I'm already giggling about it, and I'm not rewatching the scene right now. So you know what? No points for that one. I will say I did have the note, man. This Evan guy sucks um, because he does does do the thing of, man, everything sucks, and I'm in like no people will talk, no girls will talk to me, and then later on when. I think it's just he goes to second base with her, um, or that's what he tells everybody. And then he's like, you know how many girls I've gotten to go to second base because of that later on? And like, wow, he's doubled down on sucking. Good for him. And she's like, man, girls are just as bad as boys. Yeah. Um, so I will, we'll move on to Alan. No points for you, Ma. Uh. Okay, so I want to talk about uh, Marianne and and her inconsistency as like a character. And I, I mean, like she's this very puritanical, I, I holier than thou figures. Like I, I, you're gonna go to hell, and I hope you can be saved, and you've made your bed. And all at the same time, wears very slutty clothing, <laughs> wears super short skirts, wears these really tight clothes, and it's like, why did the and I'm not even saying that's, like, the actress's fault. I just don't know why you... At, at one hand, it's like, yes, this character is one way. While on the other hand, she's this other thing that they made her be that way. It's so stupid. And <laughs> it looks really... It, it feels really dumb and bad. Interesting, interesting. No, I didn't notice, like, her clothes being tight or anything. Or short skirts, Alan. <laughs> um, so really, outs you as, a char- as your character. My mom noticed that too, okay? Oh, your mom noticed it? That changes everything. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I didn't. I'm going to say I didn't notice it. But yeah, there's a lot of back and forth of her being a bitch, being a nice character, and just being being weird. There's weird, some weird acting choices, so I'll I'll give you three points. Uh, Wait, what? What you didn't do you, notice? Do you want me to subtract gets... points from you? <laughs> I'm not playing this game anymore, Ma. <laughs> um, so three pity points for Alan. No pity points for my mom. Uh, Tracy, we come back to you at the bottom of the fourth. Okay. Uh, so I want to talk further about Olive and her parents. Uh, I think uh, there is a kind of a plot hole or a logical inconsistency in this movie uh, that you picked up on and didn't like, which is that Olive has the coolest fucking parents on the face of the planet. And she has many, many opportunities to tell her very cool parents that she has gotten herself into a pickle and she decides not to. 
why. And we see that when she eventually tells her mom, her mom is super cool about it. So, you know, it's not reasonable to think that she was afraid to tell her parents. She's just stubborn. Yeah, no, like so, so much of this movie, I'm like, okay, is there a reason why she's not going to tell her parents? And every chance that they get, they're just like, hey, kiddo, we love you no matter what. If there's something bothering you, just let us know. And she's like, cool. And then she just doesn't tell them. And she's just like, what would you guys think if uh, this thing were to happen? Like, or if you heard rumors about me having chlamydia, just ignore them. And it's like, you need to talk to your parents. Like, at the end, like, she has such a good, like, conversation with her mom on the car. And her mom is like, yeah, no, I was a whore in high school. Um, so there's that, um, like her parents are super cool about everything. There's really no reason for her to not be like, Hey mom, Hey dad, something been bothering me. Here it is. Um, so I'll give you six points for that. Tracy, we move into round five, which means the dick button is now available to press. Uh, basically anyone could press it and say, if they think I like this movie or not, if they are right, they get 15 points. If they're wrong, their opponents get five. Uh, or if we get to round 10 about, uh, we will all take a guess on whether or not I like it. And you all get five points if you are right. Uh, Ma, we come back to you. Well, I'm just going to go ahead and press the dick button because what do I have to lose? Because I'm already losing. I'm losing points just for having a, an opinion, right? Right? So, right? <laughs> I think that even though this was what you thought was a cliched movie, and there's lots of high school movies you hated, you enjoyed the clever writing in this movie. And I feel like even though, uh, like, I, I feel like I, it's, it's almost like you were on the fence because there's so many things to like about this movie, but you hated the fact that they were assholes, that that was high school, that they allowed these things to happen. So I'm going to say you liked the writing and the technical aspects of it, but you hated the things that actually happened in the movie. Hmm. So overall, I'm going to say you liked it. Well, it's a good thing you said that, because I was inclined to not give you the 15 points. Yeah, this is a really enjoyable movie. Tracy, you were 100% right last week. Um, I was going to like this movie. <laughs> um, the writing is so clever. Like, the only things I dislike are, like, when everyone is shaming her at school, and, like, the one guy who tries to force himself onto her at the uh, lobster shack or whatever... I mean, overall, like, I don't love the, the fake sex scene where she's just, like, jump on the bed. Uh, she takes her underwear off, puts it on the doorknob. And it's like, if people are looking through that keyhole and her underwear is see-through, how would they not see him and her just <laughs> jumping on the bed? Like, there are so many people crammed at that door. Um... No, overall, this this movie's writing was amazing. The characters are lovable. Um, I think 
all the characters have a moment that I go, I really enjoy this character, uh, even if they are antagonists. Because um, I don't really necessarily think there's a straight-up villain in this movie. There are a bunch of antagonists, but no one is just like, muhaha, I'm evil. Anne comes close. Lisa. Is Anne the, the counselor? Mrs. Griffith. Yeah, she, um, I agree. She would be the closest to a villain, but um, I wouldn't say she's a full-on villain. It's just because it's um, Lisa Kudrow. So, yeah, Mom gets the 15 points. Sorry, Alan. Uh, Tell no. your mom said I'm sorry, too. No, I would have not gotten it because I hated this movie. Well, I didn't hate it. I just felt like it was a waste. Waste of the talent. That was my thought. Oh. I was like, I came into this thinking, I got, I hope it's not one of those, like, high school sex comedies. And then it was almost a parody of high school sex comedies because mm-hmm. there wasn't any sex in it. Uh, yeah, technically on screen, there is no sex. Um, so Ma, it's still it's still you. You got the fifteen points, but you still have a point okay. to give. All right. So um uh okay, so you mentioned the 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 car scene and I made an audible no because I wanted to read the lines that her mother actually said to her. All right, I- we're moving on to Alice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got 15 points. I mean, you got to cut something. You got to give us a chance here. I mean, I got zero points the last time, Alan. Yeah. And a threat of a deduction. <laughs> um, okay, could I just go with the repetition of words that they kept doing in scenes on purpose? Oh, yeah, you can do that. That was one of my favorite. That was almost one of the... If they had kept doing that, mm-hmm. that would have been one of the... Which one of these is my favorite? They actually... They did it throughout. Yeah, but there wasn't like a bunch of them. There, there, uh, there actually were. There was a at boy, least... a boy, a boy, a boy. T T T T T T T T T. They they did it the yeah they yeah those are the two. No, they did it at the end as well. Um, where was it? Um, and they did it with bye bye bye. So it was by b i or b by um while she's talking to him on the phone i feel like they did it throughout guys i think there was only the three Mm. um so i will i'll give you the five points because i did enjoy those segments like i said it was almost its own accolade uh alan we come back to you um okay so this this is this is gonna test how much of an eagle eye you are okay sam okay (laughs) Because uh, there, there's a, a glaring uh, glaring editing mistake in the last um, uh, cheerleading scene in the, in the gym. Uh, and so it, if you go, I have a time stamp to, in fact, uh, <clears throat> at uh, one hour, 22 minutes and 31 seconds, you can see as the, uh, the uh, gopher pushes the woodchuck woodchuck pushes uh, uh, Emma Stone through. Emma starts getting out, but then it cuts, and then Emma goes back in. And then for the first time, she comes out at 1 hour, 22, sec- 22 minutes, and 32 seconds. It, 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 quite glaring uh, for me. But uh, maybe you just didn't see it. I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you, I'll be honest. That that scene was a bit cringe because I don't need like a musical number in my movie, That's especially true. full of non-singing people. 
Um, so I, I didn't really fully watch that scene because I didn't, I didn't want to see that. <laughs> At least they let her lip sync as opposed to when she really sang in La La Land. Oh, was she lip syncing oh, in so, the movie? Uh, yes. No, well, well, sort of. So oh. that is her voice. That is Emma Stone's voice. Auto-tuned? No. Uh, well, I don't know if it was auto-tuned or not. It had um, to be. But she, she did not lip sync. Typically, when you when you uh, do a movie and you sing in a movie, you record the yeah, song first, and then they play it, and you lip sync to your own voice. She did not want to listen to herself sing over and over again, so instead, she actually lip synced to someone else, but it was her voice that they ended up putting in the movie. Mm, I, I, I've, I've heard her in La La Land, though. <laughs> yeah, I liked her in that, Ma. <sighs> um, so yeah, I'll give you three points for that uh, continuity error. There's also another one I noticed like uh, earlier on, but no one's mentioned it yet. Um, Tracy, we come back to you at the end of round five. Yes, let's talk about Mr. Griffith uh, mm. and his his relationship with Olive. Um, Olive's in church. Why the hell is he Olive's favorite teacher? Number one. Because there's no other teachers in this movie. <laughs> well, yes. Good good point. Um, I think it's super creepy that within the first minute of the movie, he's basically flirting with these two high school girls. Like, maybe he's not flirting, but he's definitely talking about sex with them, uh, which I think is, you know, just over the line. Um, I hated the line. Um, he says something like, uh, I'm going to start rapping just like, uh, every, you know, teacher and every bad Give movie me or beat. something like, yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, guys. Well, what's funny That's- is that he's like, give me a beat. And then he's like, I'm not going to rap right after mm-hmm. attempting to mm-hmm. rap. Uh, yeah. Um, so that, I so am that glad that he didn't ask. I did. I'm glad that he didn't ask a black student to drop a beat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, I, ha- I have another point, uh, which is that, well, the, the thing that, that he does, you know, sending uh, Olive to the principal's office and then telling her he doesn't like Nina, that, that's another thing. Um, but he also, you know, tries to get with his wife uh, in in the classroom. We, we mentioned that uh, already. Yes. So it, it just, you know, I don't think you like this character uh, at, at all. Hmm. Um, I'll say no. I did. I did enjoy that he's because, like, he's not hip, and he's not like an enjoyable character. Like, he's just kind of just like, like, he does like, like. There's a bunch of kids smoking, and then he walks up to them. Um. And what does he say? What does he say to that kid? Oh, he says something like, um, "You, it'll screw up uh, the yeah, tires he, he on takes, your car." He takes, he tears up a cigarette. He goes, "You know, these are bad for you. Leads to teenage pregnancy, all sorts of things. Mis, mismatched tires on your vehicle, uh, which is non-existent." He's just so weird, and I, I get why she likes him. Also, like I said, there's no other teachers. There's him, there is his wife, and then there's Malcolm McDowell, the principal. And those are the only faculty we see in this movie. Um, 
I just he is weird and I and I and I get and I get he's weird, but I understand why she likes him. Um So I won't I won't be giving you points for this round. Really? You don't find him creepy. I was actually surprised at no point that there are rumors that she slept with him. I was genuinely surprised that that wasn't involved in the movie at all. Um, I forgot to mention the scores at the beginning of last round. It, uh, Ma has 44. Alan is with 30. And Tracy's got 32. I will let you know that there is a line in this movie that made me laugh so hard. I will award you 10 points if you bring it up. I do believe there's also another thing. Um... Another thing that is worth 10. Oh, yes. There is another. There's a song choice that is worth uh, 10 points. Oh. Um, so, Ma, we'll start with you. Oh, I think I think I both know the line and I think you I have know to give me song. one or the other. Oh, damn it. OK, I'm going to go with the song choice at the end. Don't you forget about me, but a different remix of the song. I thought it was I thought it was the song. Was it not? Was it not mean? the original? It wasn't the actual song, no. It's a different version of the song. Put the mic away from your mouth. Okay. <laughs> You're very loud. Different... Sorry, guys. I was afraid it was hitting my heating pad. Um, yeah, no, it was a different version of the song. Um, that was not the, worth the 10 points. Uh, um, um, I oh. will say, how do you think I felt about them playing that song, though? You, well, you hate The Breakfast Club, and I know 100% that correct. Um, but you know, I am just going to say what song it is. So it's the, the song it's from Greece when she comes out after being dressed like a whore. Um, no, it's you didn't not get from that Greece. No. Um, um, no. So I'm going to stop you there. Cause you're just yeah. going to keep going. No, no, um, I, I wasn't. That was my last one. That was how the only you, other How song do you think I, I felt about the reference to the breakfast club, huh? The thing is, okay, so this whole movie talks about other movies the whole entire time. She lists like 10 other movies. You hate The Breakfast Club, but for this movie to bring it up when they brought up all the John Hughes movies, The Pretty in Pink, The um, Say Anything, all of those other movies, I think you would have felt that it was fitting, but you really hate The Breakfast Club, so you were probably annoyed. Yeah, you're right. 100%. I thought you were about to not get those points. I hate Breakfast Club. I hate that they're doing the guy at the end of the movie, whatever his fucking name is. I hate that character. If we ever do Breakfast Club, hey, that'll be an easy thing. I hate it. Please don't make me watch it. (laughs) That guy totally rapes Molly Ringwald, and it's not at all. It's a plot point, and they just go over it, and then he ends up with her. So I hate the raised fist. I hate them. I hate them playing. Um, oh God, I can't even. Don't forget about me. I hate it. Uh, it's not worth ten points though. It's only worth five. There's another song. Uh, you will have to tell me if I liked it or hate it. Um, uh, so my, we'll move on to Alan. Okay. This is a shot in the dark of the song. Uh, was it when they sang Take Me Away? <laughs> There's a thing that's, in it. Okay, Alan, that's a little pocket. That's my... <sighs> I, that's, I've got a pocket, a pocket full of sunshine, and I've already said I love that song, and I hate that she says I hated it. 
and then it becomes the runner. So I'll let you try another one, Alan. Oh, is that not take me away? I didn't know. It's I not. love that take song, but it's yeah, not th- worth ten points. Damn! Isn't that a different song? No, yeah, I thought that was a different. That's song. the chorus to "I've Got a Pocket, I Got a, I've Got a Pocket, I Got." No. It's, it's the same song. I'll show you later. Okay, fine. Alan, try something else. I'm staring Go. at the lyrics right now. <laughs> Why uh, is this not a musical, by the way? Can you deduct points for me for saying that? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I'm not going to abandon the music thing because that's... Okay. I'm not gonna, I don't know. That's the only song I have. Um, shoot, where, I had a different thing. There you go. Uh, there's in in the like forty one minutes in. There's like this weird scene where uh, uh, Marianne has this like prayer circle, like singing yeah. songs. And I'm like, what the hell's the point of that scene? Like, it just from like a movie standpoint, I don't know what the point of that was. It didn't really add anything. I will say. <laughs> so it introduces Marianne's boyfriend. Uh. And then it also gives context because I was like, who's this random chick in Olive's class that calls her a tramp? And we come to find out that she's a part of the prayer circle. That was just my assumption. Um, <laughs> N- Nina or Nora, I'm not sure. Nina. Nina. Um, yeah, no, we could have gotten like her hanging out with them in the background. We really didn't need a scene of the worst characters in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are we doing? Um... So, yeah, I'll give you four points. Um, Tracy, we come back to you. Uh, I am going to say that you giggled quite a bit uh, at the voice that Olive does when she's talking to Melody Bostick, like whispering into her ear, trying to get her to give up her bedroom. Uh, That made me laugh very hard. When was, oh, when she's drunk? Yeah. Drunk. I can't remember when that was. It would have been before this. I thought you were trying to play it. I'm like, really? Are we going to play it? <laughs> <laughs> Do I have the license? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, no, I don't remember that, Tracy. It's a shame that you missed it because it's hilarious. Will you do it? <laughs> no. I bet you he'd give you extra points for that. I will not. Would you like to try <laughs> something else? Uh, sure. Um, let's see. Um, dessert bong? <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. It was just so out of nowhere. You want some dessert? Offers bong. <laughs> That's worth seven points. Cause it, I, I just, oh, it's such a funny thing. Beginning? Yes. Okay. Cause she's like, I don't, I don't know why, but I didn't want to spend the night at Rhiannon's house, and it cuts to her. All of them are nude, which is the thing, except Olive, because even Rhiannon is nude. Uh, which I thought, yeah, they're all three of the I didn't notice that shows something about your character. I mean, that's fair, Mom. <laughs> Turnabout is fair play. 
Uh, yeah, seven points, because dessert, and then just bong comes into the screen. Um, Ma, we come back to you around seven. Okay, I am going to, I'm going to say that this would have, I, I feel like you would have had the what the fuck moment. So every single person I felt like, with the exception of Thomas Hayden Church, um, maybe, and Malcolm McDowell, but, and, but Lisa Kudrow, I think, kind of would have been into it. Everybody seemed to be obsessed with Olive. Rihanna was too obsessed Rhiannon. with, sure, whatever, um, was too obsessed with her best friend. Like, the looks of jealousy when she hung out with anybody. Um, Mary Ann, when she keeps hugging her and she f- smells her hair. I genuinely wrote down when is Mary Ann going to try to have sex with her. Uh, and I even, also had that thought. Like, and Fred Armiston, I really like because he was so disappointed that she didn't screw the boyfriend at the end. Like every single person was so into her, and I was just like, like Emma Stone's cool. I get it, but she's not. Come on. Uh, okay, I will say you've you've touched on some things. Um, how do you think I felt about Amanda smelling Olive's hair? You <laughs> you thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I did. It was the it was probably one of the funniest things. That's worth ten points. Woo. Um. Another thing, when uh, when Fred Armisen is watching the live stream, how do you think I felt about that? Oh, you were like, oh, of course the preacher wants to watch the child porn. Or I just thought it was funny. Well, fine. But funny, funny, yes, it was hilarious. Yes, it was hilarious because he's a priest and also it's Fred Armisen. Also, why is Fred Armisen Amanda Bynes' father? Right. That, uh, that makes no sense. Um, so, yeah, that was 10 points for smelling her hair and then six points for him watching the live stream because it was fun. Mm. Um, Alan, we come back to you. Uh, okay. Um, I, you mentioned a little bit about Todd, but I feel like we haven't really gone deep on Todd. The is is Todd the boyfriend? The, yeah, the boyfriend, the the, the most uh, forced character of the film that just like is there. Like I have no, like I have no thoughts on Todd. I know the, that the, the person, cardboard cutout. Yeah, the cardboard cutout. I know that the person who played him later was in you. Uh, real another, an actually good show. Yeah, I think uh, it's Penn Badgley. Yeah, and it's funny in that. Think knowing that he's in you is much funnier is because I can't help but think that he is going to kill. (laughs) 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 Uh. So is that your point? It was just that he's well. He's also a cardboard cutout and not an interesting character at all, and is kind of unneeded in the in the film. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's just like the love interest, but. This movie really didn't need a love interest, in my opinion. Like, it's more... Because, like, I think it should just be her accepting that she doesn't need other people's attention or whatever. Or she doesn't need to be with someone. And instead, she's just like, I'm going to go... She's like, I'm going to lose my virginity to him. Maybe in five minutes. Maybe in five hours. Maybe in five months. Maybe in five years. But that's for me to know. Like, that was not necessary. I'm like... Come on, you're not going to wait that long. Look at that kid. Please. <laughs> um, so I'll, I'll give you seven points, because really, what is Todd doing in this movie? Yeah. Um, 
Tracy, we come back to you. Uh, so we we touched on uh, Brandon uh, and his role uh, in, in this movie a little bit uh, early on. Um, I think that um, he is the strong, like, this movie, you know, is, is very funny. Uh, it's a comedy, but he is the heart and soul of this movie. Um, this movie uh, takes on teen bullying, basically, and homophobia. And I think it does it in a really smart, sweet way. Um, my favorite point in the whole movie is, you know, after they do that thing where they're jumping on the bed, um, you know, he, he thanks her and they do this little thing where they touch foreheads and it was just like the sweetest thing. Um, and I, you know, I sort of felt like I wish all, you know, gay high school kids, you know, had, had a friend that they could, you know, touch foreheads with and, and. Um, you know, make them feel loved and accepted. So I think um, Brandon's vulnerability is one of the strongest points of this movie. Yeah, he seems like, aside from Olive, he seems like the most fleshed out character. Because, like, I enjoy that they're on, they're both in detention together. And he's complaining that people are calling him gay. And she's like, aren't you, though? And he's it's like, yeah, but... And then there's the scene where they're uh, where they're cleaning up the graffiti, and she's cleaning the graffiti, and he's graffitiing in a toilet <laughs> next to her. Um, yeah, no, he, he's 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 the only one of the boys she sleeps with who I feel any sympathy for. Mm. Um, I was using air quotes, but you can't see that. You're only listening to it. I hope you're listening to it. If you're watching this, how? <laughs> um they're giving me gift cards <laughs> um yeah no very i think he's probably like the second best character in the movie um i think we'll this will be the last round uh just because we are at the hour mark and i think that's a, that's a good place to call it and we'll try to try to speed it up just a little bit be snappy uh ma what is your last point please um okay so i'm going to um you know i i i liked her parents a lot so i had a horrible reputation and people said awful things about me why because i was a slut i slept with a whole bunch of people a slew a heap a pack mostly guys <laughs> mostly guys which does imply yeah. Um. Then let's backtrack to her father and the and the, well, it's not necessarily her father, but when her mom comes to her and she goes, you know that that boy from yesterday dropped off this gift for you. This conversation between the two of them cracked me up. I was actually just trying to slip in those lines. I thought you would would make you uncomfortable. Um, but when she goes, um, brought this for you, we'll put it with the pile of gifts with, from my other suitors. Well, he seemed like a nice boy. He seemed like incredibly gay. He seemed a little incredibly, <laughs> incredibly gay. gay. Like he, he was dyed in the womb homosexual. 
That boy is just, you know, I, I want you to know your father and I are totally supportive. We love you no matter what the sexual orientation of your opposite sex partner. Um, we're not dating mom and don't worry about it. You know, don't worry about, uh, and then she's like, well, don't worry about not making us grandparents. Although we were kind of hoping you'd get knocked up so we could have a second shot at raising kids. Really do it right this time. Um, you know, I dated a homosexual once for a long time, actually. A long time. <laughs> Dear God, please tell me it wasn't dad. And then her dad does the call back in a, like, later where he was like, I was, uh, I was a homosexual once. And I was like, we've all tried it. <laughs> well, he, his exact words was, no judgment. I was gay once for a while. <laughs> Um, yeah, you just, I will, I will stop you there, because you just came in and, and just smashed a bunch of them. Um, just the whole mother scene after he drops off the present, all together, like, there's so much good stuff in there, uh, those four points. Uh, I dated a homosexual once, six points. Uh, no judgment, I was gay for a while, seven points. Oh, you had um, those, like, actually scored. Yeah, I had individual. A lot. Well, I didn't give all of them points. Um, I was a, cor a contortionist. No, stop it. <laughs> um. So we'll we'll cut you off there. But yeah, a good good round there for you. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> uh, Alan, it's your turn. Um. Final point, please. T okay, uh, I'm gonna go back to the talk about the school because uh, I, f I found it this uh, funny, and then that kind of adds about to another point. But when um, uh, Olive gets punished for you know calling someone's a, a uh, twat, twat, there you go, uh, twat, her punishment is you must clean the entire school. Like it's like you see her clean the volleyball courts, the toilets. And it's, again, a very strange punishment. And it also raises the question, are there, like, janitors in the school? And, and one extra thing, it's like, first of all, you're t another bad thing about this is, like, you're taking away from the what you're, she's supposed to be doing, learning. I, which, again, it's like, we I never see learning. We see one class in, in the school, and then that's it. It's, 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 it's what is... She said, it adds to a lot of compounding stupidity is of this sort of like weird uh, scene that just made me think of a lot of things. Yeah, I, I will mention in Japan, they don't have janitors at school. All the kids are expected after class to clean up. And it's a whole thing. It's ingrained. That's what they do. Because uh, it does give them an appreciation for people who do the cleaning for them when they're in the workplace and stuff. Um, however, this is America. We don't yeah. do that. That's child labor laws. Like you, and only you have two students in detention and they have to clean the whole school. Like you should be giving out, like there were kids smoking at school <laughs> earlier. Why were they not in detention? Why are they not continually cleaning the school? Come on. And, and weren't there two boys in the fight, but yet only one of them got punished, so... Yeah, I think Brandon was... It was Brandon and another boy. Right. And the other boy doesn't get punished. It's 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 a weird thing. Um, so I'll give you ten points, because that's childhood labor laws right there, Alan. Um, and then I'll give you another five, because there's no other classes at this school other than <laughs> English. 
Um, like give us a montage or something, but come on. Okay, Tracy. Your okay. final point. This is your uh, movie. So I am going to take a, a, a shot at, at a line you particularly enjoyed. Uh, so Rosemary tells Olive that she looks like a stripper and Dill chimes in a high-end stripper, like for athletes or governors. <laughs> you look like a stripper. Mom, a high-end stripper, like the kind for governors or athletes. And since my mom went on a run, do you have any other lines that you'd like to do before oh, yes, I give you points? Absolutely. Um, I, Olive Pendergast, being of sound mind and below average breast size, swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I will tell you, I was afraid that the whole movie was going to be like that. And I'm just glad that the writer is gay. Mm. Uh, do you have anything else? Uh, yes, I did. Let me find it. Uh, hmm. Oh, <laughs> do you have uh oh, I know. Uh, what is it with you gays? Are you really that repulsed by lady parts? What do you think I have down there? A gnome? <laughs> <laughs> and then at one point she was like, no one has like asked me out on a date. I'm starting to think I do have a gnome down there. <laughs> Okay. And is that your final one, Trace? Sure. All right. Um, yeah. I think that I think that was thirteen points overall there. I didn't fully love the of below average breast size line. Um but <sighs> uh the gnome one and the gnome callback. Um and then yeah, you look like a high class stripper. Um, so, our final score as it stands before the accolades. My ma is in first place with 89 points. Uh, really went on a run towards the end. Uh, Tracy is in second with 60 points. Not impossible to catch up, but my mom does have certainly a lead at the moment. Uh, and Alan, just behind Tracy with 56 points. We'll see if he can catch up as well. Um, okay, so... I would say everyone get out a piece of paper just so you guys can list the uh, the five of least guilty to most guilty, because that will be the last one I ask. Um, so there will be five points apiece if you can put them in the right order. So there's five people, so that's 25 points. And if you get all five correct, that'll be a bonus 15 points. Um, so I think 40 points up for grab on that. So remember, uh, it is... Uh, who is least guilty and most guilty uh, for the plot of this movie? Um, I will remind you, it's the student body, Marianne, who is Amanda Bynes, uh, Rhiannon, her friend, uh, Brandon, the gay guy, and Olive, the main character. So, uh, do you guys need some time to write that, or shall we go on to the other accolades? I'm good. I have mine. Alan? I prepared, okay? I already did this. All right. First first one, who was miscast in this movie, you guys? There's one person I think was uh, atrociously bad as this character, but I think they could have been good as someone else. Ma, we'll start with you. Who do you think was miscast? I, I actually felt um, 
I I felt, and and maybe you'll just think it's because he's superfluous. Is I thought the boyfriend, like no way. Yeah, what's his no, face? Yeah, there's no way he's a high school student. Number one, looking like that and a mascot. Move away from your. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. So this is what it sounds like. Okay. Um, so yeah, so him being a mascot, like he, no, because I feel like the whole intent of him was to sort of be on the outcast with her. He was never an outcast, like, especially his chest. Okay. Uh, Alan, what do you think? Okay. So I really tried to figure this out with me and my mom. Uh, we had no fucking clue. Uh, but the only thing, uh, we, we could even come close to, because my mom said that the Casting was the best part of this film, and I somewhat agree. Um, uh, and so I, the only thing I could guess is maybe Brandon. Because he was good. He was good. He was really good. And only for the reason because they keep making him like he's the gayest man on this earth. They gave him one one look, and he goes, I thought that was gay. guy was gay. I'm like, why? He's just a dude. <laughs> I, it's, it pisses me the hell off, uh, but... Uh, okay. He, and they should—if they really wanted him to get a get a looking guy. <laughs> uh, Tracy, what do you think? So, I—I uh, I kind of have a split mind. Um, I don't think Fred Armisen belongs in this movie. Um, certainly not as as the Reverend. It, it just feels like weird. Like patricia clarkson and stanley tucci are are just amazing like they they make this movie um but but fred but i don't i don't really think that sort of counts as being miscast because he's just such a side character that that you know he's not very important to the movie so the answer that i settled on was thomas hayden church uh as mr griffith um he's just so deadpan uh, like I said, you know, I don't find him likable at all. You know, maybe he's well-written, uh, but there's just no warmth to him. And it just like, yeah, I, I was just not impressed. I want to change my answer. <laughs> oh, you want to change your answer? Alan? Yes. Uh, I'm oh. changing it to Fred Armisen because here's why he could have been, he, he was, it's not that he was, uh, he was put in the wrong spot. He, he shouldn't have been a side character. He should have been something far more important or interesting. And uh, okay. and now I, that's, that's what I'm thinking. I, can Ma? I change mine too? I'm going Lord. Malcolm McDonald. You started it with the two people. Okay. <laughs> uh, Tracy, both of them have changed to Malcolm McDowell and Fred Armisen. I'm just you, Malcolm And you're, you're going to stick with Thomas Hayden Church? Uh, uh, I will. I, I'm going to say I thought Malcolm McDowell was very well cast. All right. No points. <laughs> and I will tell you, even if you guys had kept with your original answers, still no points. The person who was most miscast was Amanda Bynes. Oh, I don't believe that she's religious first. at all. Because like, I'm like, she's religious? She could have just been a mean girl. And parts of the movie, she is just a mean girl. And it's better. And then randomly, she's like, okay, now we need to pray, you guys. And I go, I... No, Amanda Bynes most from Hairspray, and her mom is the religious one, and she dates a black guy in that movie. This Amanda Bynes character would never date a black guy, and I don't believe that for a second. I've seen it happen. Uh, and this was also the movie where Amanda Bynes was like, you know what? I'm going to stop acting because of this. She saw herself in this movie, and she was like, wow, 
I was not great, and I'm going to stop. Really? Apparently. I that. I think you were fine. You would have been better as Rhiannon, probably. You would have been better as any other character, maybe. Mm-hmm. Any I other teen. I wrote down Rhiannon for her. Um, who was my favorite adult? Um, Tracy, what do you think? Uh, Olive's dad, Dill. Okay. Um, Ma, what do you think? Well, as evidenced by last week's, you can have two. So I would say that you couldn't pick between her parents because her parents were just amazing. Okay. And Alan? Uh, I'm going to go Stanley Tucci as dad. (laughs) All right. Everyone gets points except my mom gets half points. Um, because Stanley Tucci as Dill Pendergast is my favorite fucking character. Uh, there is a line from him, and I'm going to bring it up in a minute here, uh, that none of you said that was 10 points. It was hilarious. I was dying. All uh, right. Where are you from? No, that's, that was it. When the little black boy is sitting at the table and Stanley Tucci just turns to him and says, so where are you from? It's just out of nowhere. Um, It fucking kills me. Because I wrote down next to that, Casey. I wrote down, was this improvised? I thought the same thing. Like, I felt like it was a him to a him, but they kept it in because it was so funny and it went with their characters. Killed me. Um, So, who is least guilty to most guilty? Alan, we're going to start with you. You pre prepared. Yeah. uh, So, I will say. one is Brandon, two uh, student body, three Rhiannon, four Olive, five uh, Marianne. That's my... You went least to most? Is that what you did? Yeah, least to most. Okay. Okay. So you have it Brandon, the student body, Rhiannon, Olive, and Marianne. Yes. Okay. Um, Tracy, what do you think? Um... Okay, um, I, I'm also going to give go uh, least to most, uh, and I'm going to give uh, brief reasons why. Uh, Brandon is the least culpable because he's literally being beat up for being gay. Uh, so he's just trying to save his own skin in a really shitty situation. Um, and yes, he bears some responsibility, but poor guy. Um, next, I will say Rhiannon. Um Originally, I was going to rate her higher because I really don't like her. Uh, But she doesn't, you know, she's just kind of shitty. She doesn't really do anything wrong. Like, she's not a good listener. She's not a good friend. Uh, You know, and obviously she plays a role, but she's just, you know, kind of there. Um, Next, I said the student body because, again, they're just kind of there. in a different universe, if Olive had gone to a different high school and the student body was not so rabidly uh, into sex, um, you know, this this wouldn't have taken place. Um, so I, I think that they're important, uh, but, but kind of in the middle. Uh, next, I said Marianne, uh, because what kind of Christian slut shames uh, a, a student, um, you know, like, she thinks she's a Christian, but she is, like, the least Christian-acting person. Um, that really bothered me, um, and I hated her for it. 
Um, and then finally, uh, I said Olive uh, is the most responsible. Olive lies or fails to tell the truth so many times in this movie. We talked about the fact that she could have told her parents there are multiple times. She didn't have to tell the first lie to Rhiannon. She could have come back after the weekend and confessed and, and been like, you know, I just didn't want to go camping uh, with you and your parents. Uh, so I, I think Olive put herself in this situation all by herself. Okay. And Ma, what do you think? Okay. I agree and I don't agree with a couple of everybody's points because I, I like to be my, my own little wild card. And I feel like if, 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 you know, doing well because I know my child, right, then I, I do. So the least culpable, Brandon, for reasons everybody said. He just was trying to save himself. I actually put Marianne next because all Marianne did right at the beginning right was come out and be like yeah you're a slut because you had sex with one singular person (laughs) but wait a minute she didn't just tell her she was a slut she then spread the rumor to the entire student body um that's what people do that's what students do that's the thing (laughs) it doesn't make them less culpable for doing it yeah you know what i don't this is my opinion and what i think casey's opinion is right your opinion is wrong well you can think that so then olive is actually third because i'm going to tell you why i feel this way right and because olive's whole thing all started because Rihanna would not quit pressuring her. And it was Rihanna who's the next responsible for saying you slept with George. All all Olive did was go, yeah, because she didn't want to argue with her because she didn't want to admit she lied. Her friend put so much pressure on her. I feel that Olive was like, yeah, all Olive tried to do was help these kids at first. The next person she pretends to be with is Brandon. And then people are like, you're a whore. And she's like, you know what? You guys think I'm a whore? I'm a whore. Right? And then then I, like, and I said, Rihanna, then the student body is the most responsible. Because you guys, like, I've never, like, the fact that they all went and listened to her have sex, come on. Like, the fact that they spread it, the way they treated her, they fucking stood outside with signs. And nobody went, like, you're wrong, you shouldn't be doing that. My opinion okay. and what I think, because Casey's a wild card, because he thinks Benny's the second best friend in Rent. So, this is why I think he will feel the same way. But I could be dead wrong. Okay. I will say right now, no one put them in the exact right order. Damn it! Alan, you got 10 points. Tracy got zero points. Mom, you got five points. I hit one net. Because <laughs> uh, from least guilty to most guilty, Olive Pendergast is the least guilty in this movie. Oh, your she head's was, up your ass. Um, first of all, you shouldn't victim blame, Tracy. Um, (laughs) the student body was the second most guilty, or was the second least guilty, because they're just a bunch of shithead, airhead teens, and, like, the lies got fully out of control immediately, 
Um, Brandon is in the middle of being least guilty and most guilty. Yes, he was trying to get out of a bad situation for beating up, being beat up for being gay. But if he had not asked Olive to do this for him, all of the other boys then would not have asked Olive to pretend to sleep with them too. Um, Rhiannon then is the fourth most guilty, uh, or I guess second most guilty because she hounds and she literally smacks calls her a bitch and an asshole or whatever to get her to say what you did on the weekend. And it's Mary Ann is the most guilty because she's the one that spreads the rumor to begin with and rallies the kids with the picket signs, which that is her prayer circle, and also gets Rhiannon to hate uh, Olive too. Um, so. I told you he would be a wild card. Didn't I, I am entirely a wild card. That's why Benny is the second best friends. Uh, and I'll tell you whenever we do rent. Um, so I will say, unfortunately, uh, Tracy, you have come in last place with 165 points. I, I'm very proud that all of you got over 150 points. Um, but you didn't win, Tracy, I'm afraid to say. What's up with that? <laughs> in second place that was clever. Uh, is Alan with 175 points uh, you brought up the rear for the other two games so I'm surprised you got second place um, well done um, and of course in first place because she is my mother it's my mom with 223 oh. points uh, she came with a vengeance last week and she uh, died. She died hardest with a vengeance this week. <laughs> she got ninety-one points this game. Um, so she will join Roxanne uh, in April for the championship round. Once we figure out who the championship is for next week, uh, real quick before before I end up here, I will go around and list some of my favorite and least favorite things. Um, uh, Emma Stone puts the A into her title card and her wardrobe to mimic the Scarlet Letter. Um, I enjoy that Rhiannon's parents are hippies and they named her Rhiannon after the Fleetwood Mac song. Uh, Olive says, yeah, we got candles out. They were like sexy Glade candles. Uh, Malcolm McDowell out of nowhere the blue devil mascot is just a shitty dude wearing blue paint. I didn't even realize he was a main character. The blue devil's cape is a safety hazard to himself. He can get it caught on and suffocate or get it caught in the basketball hoop. Um, whoever came up with the mascot idea is a creep. A teen boy in blue body paint not wearing a shirt. Is it even like safe body paint? I don't think so. I think they got a bucket of paint. They splashed it on him. Uh, the blue devil throws his pitchfork into the crowd. Um, why doesn't the woodchuck have a full head? Why can we see his face? Why is he allowed to talk in costume? That's not on any of the mascots I've ever seen. You're telling me the huge, the student body was hyped for discount blue man group, but the woodchuck sucks? How about both of these mascots sucks? Also, clever wordplay that the woodchuck is a beaver, and that was the mascot in this movie about a whore. Amanda Bynes calls the bathroom a water closet. Is she Canadian? Um, 
I have gone to school with a bunch of Christians and they have always been the nicest people. Like one of my, one of the people I liked the most, her name was Randy. I called her my brother because that's my brother's name. She was one of the sweetest girls ever. If she had known I slept with someone, which I didn't in high school, she would be like, I hope you guys use protection. Not tell the whole school. Seven Minutes in Heaven takes place in a closet, not someone's bedroom. <laughs> um, uh, Thomas Hayden Church is talking about Nathaniel Hawthorne, writer, author of The Scarlet Letter. I read him originally when I was five, but I struggled. It's just really weird. Also, I thought Thomas Hayden Church was the Punisher. Uh, he's the Sandman. My bad. Um, if they recently changed the mascots to the wo to the woodchuck, how is there a painted woodchuck in the admin office? Presumably, this is this is like happened very recently because Olive and Rhiannon look exactly the same. Uh. And then they have a brand new mascot costume and they're able to change very quickly. That costs money. And like, that's their basketball mascot. Maybe like, we don't even know if they have a football team. Um, the principal doesn't give out punishments. So that's the vice principal. So everyone is afraid of the vice principal, but likes the principal. That was a weird thing. Um, the, Todd and Olive have a conversation uh, Disney between Disney World and Disneyland, and I think Olive says Disney World is much more liberal, which is just kind of funny. Um, I couldn't. I thought that Penn Badgley looks like a discount Henry Cavill, uh, and I have several things where I'm like Dollar Store Henry, Dollar Store Superman, um, Henry Cavill's cousin. If I see any more, I'll point them out. Um. Um. <laughs> Chip, her little brother, says, I got a B on my spelling test. Then their mom is like, that's nice, but everything is spelling check these days. Way to crush your son's dream. Also, spelling checks suck. Uh, like, if I want to write the word infantry, I have to write the word infant correctly. And infantry does not sound like infant. It, so, so many words are very hard. You're just saying sounds. Those are sounds when her mom is trying to figure out the swear I also love that the parents are just, like, trying to guess the swear in front of their young child. Um, Brennan, either Brennan or Olive are allowed in the opposite-gendered bathroom, which is slightly a problem for me. Uh, Brandon calls out the plot of her pretending to be a whore, uh, which is lampshading. Uh, Rhiannon refers to two people by their first and last name, and then Olive refers to someone as that Brandon kid. Rhiannon knows exactly, she's like, oh, that gay kid? Um, Olive doesn't refer to Brandon as her friend in that scene. Um, Brandon doesn't know the only girl in class named Rhiannon somehow. Um, and then there's Big Tits. That's my identifier. Yes. Um, <laughs> when, um, Olive is talking to Brandon in her bedroom and he lists a bunch of like sexual things. She's like, I don't know what any of that means. And he goes, that's because you're a virgin. Um, Emma Stone is very bad at drunk acting. I did not like the sex scene. Uh, jumping on the bed to make fake sex noises was pretty funny, though. Um, this was the song that they played. It was Bad Reputation, which of course is by Joan Jett, but they didn't play Joan Jett's Bad Reputation!
I apologize. That was worth 10 points because I hated that. Mm. She is the... I have the runaways on my wall right there. Looking to you, Joan. Um, I love the A stitch on her dress. Um, say la vie, la vie. Uh, low Ren Henry Cavill pushes Olive like a bro. Uh, I told Evan to shave because he's just full hairy in high school. Uh, Olive says, preferably at the Gap, but I will also take Amazon.com or Office Max. Actually, make it make it Office Max. I have my eyes on a label maker. Uh, more um, product placement. Uh, that <laughs> uh, that Roman incorrigible. I do have a note here that just says Breakfast Club sucks and is not a healthy portrayal of teen romance. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church says, says Aston Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's also, you know, grooming. Um, Lisa Kudrow <coughs> says a kid brought in a knife. Don't worry, it was just a butter knife. And then Thomas Hayden Church says, well, it's a gateway knife. Or she says it's a gateway knife. One of them he says does. it. Yeah, I he enjoy does. it. I wrote it down. Um, I was like, Olive and Amanda have some uh, sexual tension with Amanda sharpening pencils and then blowing them. Um, Amanda Bynes is is smacking staples in the office just to be a bitch, I guess. Um, I I enjoy that Olive and Marianne could be friends for a little bit. Girls should support girls. Uh, Olive also saves Marianne's fingers from the saw. Uh, I was very surprised when Lisa Kudrow fully apologizes to Olive, says, I'm going to make this right, and then Olive takes the blame for it anyways. Uh, and then we do get the fact that Lisa Kudrow then was like, well, you're a whore. You have to you have to live with it. I'm like, come on, Lisa Kudrow. You were good in this one scene. Why aren't you a good person later on? Uh, not now, Quiznos. Shoves guy. You're a slut. Um, Olive gets detention for saying twat, but the religious students get no repercussions for the slut signs. I enjoy that Olive's like, I could have come up with better signs. Um, there are many wars, uh, that you, there are many wars that you can interpret in any way, except the Civil War, that was pure racism. I enjoyed Fred Armisen as a random pasture. Um, also, it was funny that it was father. Doesn't make sense. Um, when, when Olive is like, if theoretically there is a hell and he just goes, there is just so we're clear, uh, Fred Armisen is great. Um, I hated the scene with Olive being at the Lofter Shack. I don't care if how that, that's how she normally is with boys she likes, but it was weird. Um, dollar store Henry Cavill always appears when, when least convenient and at like just... So many times he just shows up randomly. Um, the random chick that tells her that Brandon ran away with a big black, with a big black guy, uh, runs runs away again, and then Emma Stone says something. It was like, "Damn, I guess I was wrong about Mark Twain." And she's like, "What? Did you say something?" And she's like, "No, I wasn't talking to you." And she's like, "Okay, call me." Uh, Lisa Kudrow is a villain. Uh. Olive appears out of a stack of wood. I, none of you pointed it out. I thought it was a bit clever. Um, also, because she was pushed by a beaver. She appears out of a stack of wood. Everything is a sexual reference. Uh, not so Superman had his old uh, devil costume under the beaver, which his costume was just blue paint and a cape mm-hmm. and shorts, I guess. 
Also, the song at the end is Knock on Wood. I've never heard that song, and I'm, like, super into old school music. None of those high school students would have recognized that song, especially in the early 2000s. They've had Napster, like, LimeWire. Sure, they could have gotten the song. None of them are going to recognize that song. I looked it up. There was, like, an ep- like a version that David Bowie did in the 80s. <sighs> um. Also... At the end, when they're riding on the lawnmower, which I get... I hated that they they just kept referencing other love movies from the 80s, specifically. Like, it it really, like... If you want to be your own movie, stop talking about other better movies. And then, I doubt that that lawnmower could have gotten up that steep driveway. <laughs> um, Thank you guys all for joining me. It was a, it was a very fun game with you all. Uh, Tracy Allen, do better next time, if there's a next time. Um, I, we will see my mom in the finals. Um, as always, I am the best boy in this podcast. In this movie, however, there were two best boys. Uh, best boy Grip was Derek K. Cunningham, and best boy Rigging was Michael B. Hart. Thanks so much. Uh, we will be off the uh, last Friday of the month, and then I will be with three new players don't have the movies uh just yet but you know what you can wait uh and don't forget before we go that i am always correct <laughs>